Hello, we made it. Hi, we are on the other side, part two. Here we are. Wow, what a week. Yeah, we've been through some stuff, but don't worry. Tupac is there with a second helping for us to pour over. And you know what? I'm actually happy we did. We had arguments. We had arguments about, because boy, that's a whole whole slab of hip hop. We had arguments? We had considerations, maybe not arguments. We don't argue. We think about things. Hi, I'm Jack. That's Lisa. I thought you were going to introduce wait, me. Wait, wait. We say that, and then you go silent. I thought that was going to be an introduction. Uh, for the record, for the courts, uh, for the courts records, I did raise my eyebrows in a way to suggest that I was throwing to my wife. Wow. From the top. Hi, this is Jack, and that's Lisa. There was a. <laughs> Your wife. This is the No Skips podcast. If you're tuning in for the first time, we are covering part two of Tupac's All Eyes on Me. Um, this show is a casual listen to albums that have been deemed important either by major, mostly me, mostly by Jack, but also <laughs> also gut checked by lists online of people saying this is a great album you need to listen to. So yeah. go back if you haven't listened to us before. Go back listen to some of the other ones. I discovered some great music and I discovered some terrible music on this show. I'm gonna up my monitor. Just, just a bit, just a bit. My mic. There we go. So yeah, that's what our show is about. Last week, uh, last week we covered Tupac's first part of All Eyes yeah. on Me. CD1, and, and back when that was a thing. Right, and now we are on CD2, cassette 2, cassette 6 of 12. 7 to 8, yeah. Yeah, there are lots of things happening here. So uh, we are a few days late because, wow, the world is wild, and we live in Texas, and boy, boy. is that fun. So, um, yeah, so we're just in survival mode, but we are here now, a couple of days late. We'll just drop this tonight whenever we're done, but yeah. There Tupac, it is. All eyes Tupac. on me. So something that came up. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, 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 yeah. Thank hold you. on. We, in honor. In honor. Of ten, ten, As of June 16th, in 2021, Tupac would have turned 50 years old. Happy birthday, Tupac. Happy birthday, Tupac. We are raising our glasses, which are half Alizé and not half not Cristal. Not half Cristal. We cannot afford that. I went for the cheapest champagne I could find, which was Brute something shit if i would have been in costco to pick up costco champagne but alizé let's see i'm I'm okay with it that's pretty good yeah oh yeah i throw it down oh yeah <laughs> 2004 lisa would have definitely thrown down with would've, that would have enjoyed all right okay this is this is like Play, this is so, like uh it's not thug alizé. passion it's more like um like minor felony passion you thug know it's flirting not, yeah well yeah i'd say so thug flirting it's tasty it's tasty flavored if, vodka if you, if you got a real good I, like i actually believe with a very top shelf um not the bottom <laughs> literally i picked it off the bottom <laughs> shelf bottom right but a, corner but a, but, a, but a top shelf yeah a top shelf champagne that it might actually really kick it's not bad i know i don't i'm, I'm not complaining okay <laughs> so we were drinking some thug passions tonight we're, we're having some thug, it pour yourself half alizé half whatever champagne you can afford um this I, came up looking at this well oh, i was gonna say I, I i bought this at the liquor store today and boy did it feel special walking up with one big red bottle of mm. alizé and one equally big bottle of champagne being like you know what kind of party you know this woman named lisa <laughs> just gonna have tonight are you are you are you a mother of three <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally texted my friend i was like i'm i'm buying some alizé and champagne in honor tupac what's up, what's up? <laughs> so that's what's up tonight but you go ahead i've interrupted mm. you twice patient man yeah it's just coming back to what it means to sort of deal with this legacy because 25 years on 
from this album and his death. And the two are inextricably linked, you know, because it happened the same year, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, or the so early the following yeah, year. No, no, it was, it was it, I don't remember. I think it yeah. was like, no, February 13th, yeah, right? Six February or seven 13th months and then later. seven months later to Gosh. the day he died. Yeah. And maybe it's because he died from a shooting death. It hits harder rather than say, you know, Joplin who gets, I mean, I, and not to say that, 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 that deaths by, by drug overdose aren't tragic because they are. Mm-hmm. But that that's a different thing than, than a murder, than a murder yeah. right? To be taken out like that, and here on track two, so or, or disc two, the thing that jumps out at me is uh, looking at you know some of the recording uh, ephemera and and notes is that he, you know, of course, famously as we talked about last week, came right out of prison, basically directly from the prison to the studio to throw. Not down. basically, literally, yeah, yeah. Didn't even go see any. I, I, I bet he got at least one, like uh, a good and plenty at the gas station. Tupac did not eat good and plenty. Don't you dare. He was a whatchamacallit man. You, you know it. <laughs> you know it. Maybe a thousand grand. What kind of. I, I, th- I think he was probably even a jack in the box guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, if, if the car doesn't throw itself into park, it doesn't count as stopping. So they definitely went to the Jack in the Box. <laughs> you would definitely go to Jack in the Box if you had just been released from prison. Oh, yeah, dude. So I may just be projecting here. So, hmm. But the point is, is this is a... Go, go to the Wikipedia for All Eyes on Me and scroll down to uh, the extra slash unincluded tracks, the bonus tracks. This is why we got... It was a joke for, for at least a decade after his death, we would, you just joke about posthumous Tupac right. releases. Not because it was sad. It's just because they had so much material to sit on that they could just keep the money train going. Um, and so you look at the, the 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 tracks not included, and it's at least another album worth. Right. Which is crazy because, by rights, they recorded for two weeks. Now, granted, he probably wrote a lot of songs in prison mm-hmm. but you had only a certain faculty to be able to sort of flesh out a track and that i think is the incredible vitality that comes through listening to the first uh, first half and then listening to this again it's that like if you'd have pushed him or he had some other kind of weirdo uh contractual obligation he would have thrown down on a third disc fuck it you think this was the f- first double disc uh lp you know full length double album of hip-hop history right. could have been the first triple eat Eat shit, Prince. Like, watch this. Like, I could just do this all day. No, we love you, Prince. I'm sorry. Mm, You love Prince. All right, Peter Prince as well. Hey, he's not not adding numerals and Zs to the ends of song titles without Prince. Think about that. No. No. I shan't. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for the offer, but but I won't. the, the, The idea of this much material in two weeks' time. I'm tired. I'm tired saying the phrase two weeks. I'm going to take a nap <laughs> contemplating the stretch of 14 days. And sure, you're 25, but that's just a tremendous outpouring creatively. And I think that's what's fun about listening to this album. Not all of it hits, right? But it seemed to be very agreeable to all yeah. the to all the notes that I read about the album to be <clears> like, <throat> no, this is good. And they're like, no, this wasn't finished. He's like, it's so good ship it and and it just seemed like he was like i'm just he seemed like a very agreeable friendly easy to work with kind of guy i love that well i i I think i I think that's yeah i think that's 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 there on the document like especially some of the track intros i think that's gotten to be a certain thing in hip-hop where it's kind of you know the off the cuff ad ad lib 
early hot mic material before the track starts is kind of codified in a certain way that you I mean I again I'm not to cast aspersions but it feels like it feels a little canned sometimes whereas all throughout this album it feels very present it feels very like he really is just gonna throw down on this and he does such a good job oh right and that's the thing and that's the thing he's so present and yeah so let's 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 dig in. Let's dig into it. So, I the only notes I had over overarching about the second part was that it was not as heavy. Like I think upon initial listens, I did not find this to be as heavy hitting as the first part at all. But that was only because almost every single from this is right. on the first album, right? And so, and 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 that's that's part of what's starting to reach back in my memory mm-hmm. is the more I spent time on the second disc, I was like. I think my friends that were constantly listening to Tupac, I think often favored this disc. Yeah, it, it is quite good. I didn't, at first I was pretty resistant to it because it did not have the singles. But then as we right. went, I was like, no, this is still very good. <laughs> These are what, I think 30 tracks total or something like that. It's unbelievable. Uh, very good. I don't think there's anything that was really bad. Right. And, and, and if it's not, if it's, even if it's lesser material, there is a, uh, there's a liveliness. Right. Right. He never feels like he's tired. He never feels like he's phoning it in. This guy was aching to be out of prison and to show his worth. And that's like that joie de vivre, that that presence is there on every track, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Gotcha. So let's dig in. Uh, track one on disc two is Can't See Me. So I think this is the only track that I've even vaguely remember hmm hearing and, and it, it just barely scratches an itch and i mm. think it's a lie <laughs> but it's a rowdy and raucous like gangster anthem because didn't he open up the first one that way too i can't remember what the first track of tra- oh, i'll just open up my notes this is yeah. if it's not one click away ambitions as a writer that's right, right. yep so he's kind of got yeah, a similar sort yeah. of sort of but remember that we, we kind of were joking about how just how basic Ambitious is a rider. It's very elemental the way that that track starts yeah. off that beat. And here, we're we're here with 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 George Clinton himself mm. on the track. It's funkadelic. It's 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 a party, right? I, I, that's that's a strong way you're opening up the second disc is is in full party mode. I, I I don't know if there's much to say about it. It's it's just right there. There's the same elements of braggadocio mm-hmm. <clears throat> of a lot of the same lyrical themes of the rest of the album mm-hmm. um but it's also again it's just so vivacious it has so much they're having so much fun doing it yeah. even if they're, it's you know kind of mean-spirited yes and even and this was the I, I did make a note to say that this was the first time that it sounds like he was like borderline screaming mm, like like he, right. he he got he got he started to redline a bit himself and right. i was like okay okay you could be a scary dude if right. you know if really set off, yeah, so. he could he, oh. he could bring he could bring the aggro, and and my thought was, um, I'd have to look at the timeline. When when was DMX a thing? Wasn't he late nineties, early two thousands? Because because to me, when when he starts to redline and he starts to get a little shouty, it's mm-hmm. like, is it just just like um, Eddie Vedder with Pearl Jam launched a hundred different dudes in in a similar kind of vocal register. DMX feels RIP DMX. Um, DMX feels like an extrapolation of one side of Tupac's vocal range. You know, okay. when he got growly, when he got, yeah, that kind of like 
barky, angry kind of register, mm-hmm. which is not all the time. That is only one side of one facet of his his vocal performance. I feel like if you extrapolate that, you get DMX. Yeah, DMX came out uh, his <clears throat> debut album dropped May of uh, ninety eight. Yeah, so, it was so I think that's on it. Not not to say that he he wasn't you know uh, matriculating as an artist independent of Tupac, but I think if you were rapping, you probably you might have heard of Tupac. You may have heard of Tupac. You may <laughs> hey, have continued but, hearing about excuse Tupac. Excuse me. Have you heard of Tupac? Um, the the one thing I was trying to parse with "What Can't See Me" is that I wasn't sure if it, it. I was like, okay, is it one of two things? Does it mean like you can't see me because of like my my fame, like you don't really know who I am, or you can't see me like I'm so dangerous that I could like I'll get you and you'll never even right. see me. Right, right. Can't see could, me coming. Yeah, yeah. Either way, good one, good one. Shorty, want to be a thug? Said the 36-year-old mother. <laughs> Shorty wanna be a thug. Story time with Tupac. Yeah, and it um I th- I feel like that as a as a as a like the story song milieu was I think was more common in the nineties. I don't know how it hits now. Um I I We did I'd love say, our stories. We love our we loved our story songs. I feel like it's not my favorite song, and yet there's another facet of him as a songwriter, as a performer, as a storyteller. I think he pulls it off quite well as a poet, right? He mm-hmm. there there's enough of a sense that like one of those like the really disarming quality about Tupac, right? He's laughing like a lot yeah. on his tracks, right? Yeah. And there's that there's just that like smirk and a smile. You can hear it in his voice, even when he's being like, you know, like later you know just straight out disses to people Mm -hmm. um it's he's still laughing about it and so there's this aspect of this song falls completely on its face in a stern moralizing way or you know i i think tupac carries this sort of thing off so much better than some other uh artists because he makes it feel um to me just very um relatable not that, of course, I know anything about this life. But it's just like he makes the song because the the morality kind of like, oh, let's tell you a little story, can can really fall flat. But it's like this is this isn't my favorite track, but it's cool. It is. It uh, there's also an allusion to the when you're 16. Apparently, there's or or like this this person in the story when they were 16 seems that like they got locked up for good. Apparently, there's a three strikes policy in California. Is that still alive or is that a, an outdated thing? Like if you do all through all through the nineties, thanks thanks Bill Clinton. Um, all through the nineties and yeah, I, I I feel like there are still three strikes laws on the books in some places. Yikes! Which are rough because sometimes if it's a, is my understanding of three strikes laws is that if it's a felony, it counts as a strike regardless of we're talking a violent crime versus lighter mm. felonies. So okay, whatever. Yeah. Well, you get life in prison after that. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Holla at me. Super threatening sounding track with the line, you you better beware where you lay. We better not find where you stay. It's like, oh, shit. Make <laughs> me want to lock my doors and windows. Thank you. And also go on the uh, anonymous, what do you call it? When you become an anonymous. A tip, a tip line? No, or? no, no. The anonymous person with the FBI or something. Oh, an informant. No. A rat. What are you no, talking about? no, no, no. When you become like an anonymous person through the, like you change your name and go. Anonymous. A witness protection. Yes, thank you. Okay. That's the one. That's the. Well, usually place. an informant be, get, is, is who gets placed in witness protection is, is an informant. I just want to become 
invisible in general. Fair enough. Hey, FBI. How Tupac can I scared invisible? me so badly that I want to become <laughs> invisible with Holla at me. So, yeah. So there was a lot to unpack from this track. And I did use Genius.com to kind of dig into this one a bit because I don't Fair think enough. I would have known otherwise. But the there were three big issues that were covered in this track. So three. the first first covers his former friend Stretch, who he felt uh, sold him out and set him up for his 1994 shooting. Right. Um, the second verse was about um, the idea that Notorious B.I.G. and Puffy knew about the setup mm-hmm. and purposefully did not warn <clears throat> him. Right. Thanks, friends. And then... The third one was about the woman who accused him of uh, rape. Right. In 1993. That's so it, yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot in one track. Yeah. It's a lot. I feel like that's where that's where some of some of um, it's hard. I'd have to spend more time with the album to sort of delineate like where CD one and CD two lay. But like you say, CD one's the hits. CD two, it's like let's. They're let's, not sleepers. They're just good, and you don't know. Them. Well, and they're like, and they're like. Let's talk about some things. Right. I'm still going to put in some bangers. Yeah. But we're going to hit a little harder on some of this stuff. It's true. You want to move on? I just, yeah. Uh, like you say, I, I, there is a lot of menace in the track. And yet, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's a really interesting feeling when it's delivered by someone who is so charismatic. Mm-hmm. You're like, yes, Mr. Tubak. Oh, no. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad? I feel like you're mad. You're laughing a lot, but it's a lot of menace coming through. I'm getting a getting a difficult vibe. Um, yeah, that's my only comment. Is just that 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 is a singular kind of quality because there's are plenty of rappers that can posture and posture very threateningly, mm-hmm. but to do so in a weirdly charming fashion, I don't know if anyone was better than that than than Tupac. True that. True that. True. She says. <laughs> Wonder That's what the Alize talking. It, I, okay, let me let me just pause. <laughs> it just dawned on me that it's just all alcohol that we poured. There's sure. no, there's no mixer. Not really. It's the vodka and champagne. So if this gets messy, well, let's keep going then. Let's just power through. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Wonder why they call you bitch. It's a brutal track. Really, quite tough. Really, really brutal track. quite tough. Yeah, but I feel a, like he probably even at the time took some criticism for this one it's a rough one because i mean because i i I think especially i don't know women have always been at the butt end of of everything because it's like if men want to sleep around and have a good time they're like here we go players (laughs) (laughs) they are players they are players and um and a woman is just a slut and it's just such a negative connotation and then and, and then just i mean not not to bring politics into this, but we are dealing with this in Texas right now with everything that's going on. It's just like, but if the circumstances lead to her having a baby and like her everything, and it's just it's just rough because it's just it's a shitty double standard. Where okay. yeah, this so it's just rough as a as a as a female listening to this track, knowing that a lot of women end up going down this path um, and have over over hundreds of years in right, some ways. Thousands, and, sure, yeah. And and I think that's that's the tricky thing because I think he tries to sort of skirt a line where I think he starts it out like a diss track yeah. and trying to just be like, well, I'm just, I'm just, we're all just making fun of you, right? We're all just making fun of you. But I think he tries to pull it through, which again, I'd have to spend more time with his earlier material because a lot of people talk about this sort of pivot where, say, 
funny going to prison will do that to your discography right mm-hmm. like the sort of um more like socially oriented material changes to you know a, a different a different mindset um i f- i feel like in some ways he's he's trying some alchemy there to kind of come from one place and then end at another place but it's like and that's when you got hiv and died and it's like whoa where's the like, sympathy in the middle of all that right yeah there's a little bit not much not much not much not Be- much. being like the what driving by and crying <clears throat> you know right. getting it here and desire something whenever she's with john or something it's like dude listen it doesn't sound like it's fun anymore right so, right and so, hasn't been so fun for easy. a while yeah, so exactly. go easy but. yeah that's well i mean this so there's the yeah well, we don't need to talk about a, a song that's not on the album, but prior material, I mm-hmm. think, was more compassionate, shall we say. So, yeah. When We Ride. I forgot how much I love the word biatch. <laughs> biatch. <laughs> and I'm definitely bringing it back. I'm definitely teaching our kids the word biatch. So, things that don't play quite the same way in 2021. Um, getting your crew together and picking the names of dictators. Do what you will. Do as thou wilt. However, your your crew with Idi Amin and Mussolini, not a hater in the bunch. Yeah, little Adolf. Is that is that my little peep? Little little Adolf. Yikes! You can't say that. No one can do this. No one can be <laughs> little Adolf. Not even in not even in this horrible country. <laughs> oh boy, I don't. Yeah, know. it's 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 the it's the crew rollout and. Um, it's fine. It's yeah. There. This was this was of every <clears throat> of every track, all thirty. This was my tree fingers because I was like, I oh, just for want, sure. I just want Tupac. I just want Tupac. Well, and that's the problem, right? Yeah. You, you're you're Tupac, and other people have the terrible affliction of not being Tupac, and so Where's unless it's, unless it's literally like Snoop Dogg or someone of that stature from from the established West Coast scene guesting on a track, for the most part, it's hard. It's <laughs> it's a very thankless task to guest on this album and so this is the like bring the crew up here's the crew we're all gonna throw in a verse and i think they they quit themselves fairly fairly reasonably problem is is you're on a tupac record correct no one's ever gonna be like "Hmm, don't don't really care for listening to tupac boy have we Idi amin on the other hand yeah, we, boy, track what twenty of thirty. Yeah. This is you. This is your chance to shine. Yeah, when we ride was fine. It just it just had too many people, and there's nothing wrong with it. It was just like I just want to get back to Tupac doing his thing. He's, he's just too magnetic. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Exactly. He overshadows the entire track. It's such that a lost. I've lost him at twenty five. Is that correct? Yep. It's such a, a fucking awful way to go. All right, Doug Passion. Here we are. You're Cheers. most of the way. I'm most of the way done with my. Thug passion and it shows. This is delicious, by the way. It's all right. I'm definitely throwing a. No, I can't throw. I can't throw. A, well, I could throw a Tupac par, no, party where we can't. celebrate Tupac. No, where we just listen to his music and drink Alize. Can we do that? It's just us. You it's can't just you throw parties. Doing, I think we're just doing it right now. I think it's this is the party. Well, we can't yeah. do parties anymore because of the pandemic. Yeah. So, here's us with our Thug Passion. Dark Passion is a great or, or song. Low rent, yeah, it is. It's another one of the. And then there's this. This happens a lot on the first uh, disc, but this is one of these just monster hooks that if you 
put any part of that hook in your head, it will just play over and over and over mm-hmm. in your head. Yes. Or singing in the kitchen as you mix your thug passions. As you mix your thug passions. I did not know the lyrics to this song at first because mm. again I, I always like just give it a listen mm. first sure then give my second listen trying to focus on lyrics and then sure. take notes like listen three or something like that this is a hilarious track as well but it's a, it's a happier upbeat track considering everything else is everything kind of else intense is on this pretty, one so far intense. but yeah it's happier because you got one part alizé one part crystal <laughs> i just the 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 like the the, the guys high-fiving each other in the marketing uh, boardroom for he's like the song starts listen to this I don't know about this Tupac character no no sh- shut up listen to this he's just giving a drink recipe how much more of an invitation do you need like so easy it's right there it's gonna be that easy it is delicious and it's I'm delicious thank done. you I may just keep talking while you make me a second question <laughs> <laughs> thank you Mr. Shakur um, yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a great the production really shines. It's incredible to think about the album. Now, granted, recording in two weeks doesn't mean mastering in two weeks, but still. Oh, that's true. The, that's true. The, the album is so well put together and yet retained. So I, I, I mentioned it before, right? Josh Homme's like, don't do demos, right? If you're going to record it, you're just recording it. it. I feel like that's and how Tupac went. I feel like that. Like you, I feel like you just hear it, right? Yeah. There's no like, oh, Tupac is tired because this is like take seven mm-hmm. you know it just doesn't feel that way he feels like he was just like pacing around like a tiger like get ready let's put the fucking next play the fucking track just, just put just play something i'll wrap over i've yeah. got this i'm tupac i am amazing correct sir correct all sir. Of those things are true exactly valid and, the, and honest the, the recording engineers flailing around Whoa. Oh, okay He's sorry right. sir yeah sorry sir <laughs> thug passion i don't give a shit about any of the other lyrics except for maybe the got me dripping wet from the way you make me sweat. Yeah. Yep. Thug Passion. It's great. It's a it's a it's a all timer track. Picture me rolling. I do want to picture you rolling, <sighs> Mr. Tupac. Uh, I and th- the slickest new Mercedes Benz. Yeah, I think that's I think that might be my favorite beat. It has a great melody to it. It's the melody. The fact that it kind of it it <clears throat> it um it splits a difference between sort of this like Western kind of sound, but not really, yeah. you know? Yeah. You, you, there's this tinge of this, but it's a great groove and it just spools out effortlessly like any great beat does. And then at the end that he basically invites you, right? And that's now that's, that's the other spooky part. And this this comes back on, on, on disc two, that he makes basically forebodings of his own death and does these sorts of um, kind of invitations. And this, in the end of in the end of this track, he's like, "Do you want to see me just wind this track back? You can picture me rolling." And there's a, there's a certain finality mm-hmm. and permanence to that. That again, I I don't know. I think it would still be a classic track regardless if he had gone on in his career as you know. Great tracks are always great tracks, but the finality that it acquires when he dies the same year is is spooky. So, mm-hmm. yeah, great track. It is a great track. I didn't have much on that one because the rest of the al- there's just so much album, <laughs> so, so much, much Tupac to do. No, take I in. love. I I think the last time I was I was re-listening to, um, 
this disc today. He was like, you want a picture of me rolling? Wind this wind this track back? I was like, yes, thank you. I will do that. I'm thank doing, you. I'm doing that right now. And then I listened he to it He did look really good in a Benz, though. He <laughs> looked so good. So good. Check out time. This keyboard intro sounds like a little bit like an organ, yeah. if I recall correctly. Yeah. And yeah, I love... I, I get I, the the most '90s lyrics. Oh, ready? Last night was like a fantasy, Alize and Hennessy, <laughs> a, a hooch and her homie, dirty dancing with my man and me. It's just so. It's biatch. just biatch. I really want to bring biatch back. Yeah. I really want to bring there's biatch lot, back. There's a lot of great '90sism from from rap and hip hop oh, that have that have fallen by the wait, wait, wayside, like unpack, Bustas. Unpack biatch for a second. It's like bitch is hard. Like if someone called me a bitch, I'd be like, oh, but if someone called me biatch, I'd be like. That's funny. It does. It softens it. it That's yeah. true. It's like it's, it's like, like a bi- diminutive, it's like, like bitch friend. Yeah, biatch. B- uh, yeah. Like, like like you're a bitch but a friend. Again, that, that's a, that's a tricky part because obviously English does not have as nicely uh, as structured of diminutives, and so like it's a, actually a, it's a, an effective diminutive of bitch. Like yes. calling it li- little bitch, <laughs> little, little, little bitch, yeah. little bitch. Um, biatch is nice. I'm into it. Fair Check enough. out time. It's yeah, like you say, it's a very '90s track. It cracks me up. It's a, it's intended to be funny, and I think it actually, like, manages some of that humor of just them being like, like one of the lyrics. One of the guys is like, "I don't have any money. Let me, let me a hundred dollars." You know, like, like there's, there are just these funny little asides, and you know, they're playing up the whole imagery of, oh, sure, we had the big party. Now it's, now it's the day after. We're in a hotel. It's checkout time. Like, yeah, it's that's that's as simple as it is. It's a very strong, simple conceit. They play it through. Hey, what's this song? Checkout time about? It's ex- it's exactly what what a song. That's what called. it says. It's checkout very simple. Sometimes it's just nice to have a fun track. Biatch. <laughs> it happens a lot on this album. Biatch. Like I'm just gonna have a lot of fun. Like for again, for as much as there's menace and there's braggadocio, there's a lot of fun too. A lot of fun. You want to talk about fun? How about? Rather be a hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is this a love song? I think it is. Could be. I think it is. Rather be a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a sexy little ditty somehow. <laughs> and honestly, this is a great line. I, I'm spelling it out because he did. I'd rather be your N-I-G-G-A so we can get drunk and smoke weed all day. Yes. Yeah. I want to do that too. Yeah, it is it is a funny it is a funny love song. Maybe not exactly again 2021 terms, but you're like, "No, I'll take it." Whatever you whatever you say. The the proposition sounds wonderful. <laughs> Your proposal, Mr. Pock. Mr. Sounds, Mr. 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 Shakur is accepted. Mr. Pock, that sounds wonderful, sir. We yeah. we love it. Do you have anything on this track? Again, we're I mean we're rounding out thirty tracks. I know exactly. We can't we can't do too much of everyone. Uh, right. No, it's a it's again, the, it's yeah, it's a fun track. It is. All eyes on me. Yes, all eyes on me. Finally, here we go. The samples. Linda Clifford's never gonna stop. Yeah, killer sample. I read that this was recorded just a couple of days after his release from prison, and it was just like what we mentioned the last time. All eyes on him because of sure. him just being released from prison and all the controversy around him, and of course the West Coast East Coast right feuding and whatnot. So, yeah, uh, it's incredible. Don't forget, white women at, in twenty twenty one going to school pickup wearing shirts that say "All eyes on me." <laughs> 
I really <laughs> I can't believe you spotted that the day we were going to record or the day we recorded the last one was just like gosh darn it amazing and I bet she got was it the at font Target. correct I think it was it, it was That's it was amazing. a it was a serif font I remember that amazing it looked right it didn't look like yeah, like, like a, the like rose all day yeah. kind of font you know Script. Although that's funny too, I I would I'll take any amount of Tupac T-shirts in the in the rose all day style <laughs> style font. Oh boy, um, run the streets. This you can't you can't skip past. Well, oh, I'm sorry, me. I'm sorry. You just got very quiet. I wasn't sure. No, you had anything sorry, else to add. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. This. I misread. So misunderstood. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is this is where you say the quiet part loud, right? I mean, that's that's where all the subtext of. Tupac just got out of prison. Mm-hmm. Tupac's got a lot to say, and um, yeah, that that intro, um, this is the one where he's laughing, right? It's, I don't um, remember. There, he's probably. laughing on a lot of the intros, but he's he's like, y'all look, y'all are like mad at me, right? Like, but he says it in such a playful way, and it's just that this is the track I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about just this duality of of presence of he's fun and he's funny and he's very charming but he's angry mm-hmm. he's angry and he's i mean he's serious about some stuff and and i i feel like you look back at some of the um reviews of the era and i feel like they do him dirty as far as like discrediting the the the, the real and 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 anger that would be coming from a real place if you're coming out of fucking prison you know it's mm-hmm. like sure yes he's a recording artist but he went to a real prison not not recording artist prison you know mm-hmm. like i i i just feel like some of not that hey take take that music critics from 25 years ago you were wrong but yeah it's it's interesting to me yes here's the production here's all this stuff but but as a, as a personality as a voice and at this moment in time, that's what's so cool about him coming out. And it's like, well, when have you put down like permanent documents after major life changes? Put it that way. Anyone, anyone throwing down a rap on, on, on you know the death of a loved one? Like for sure, Donda, which has just come out, Kanye West's big album, which I have yet to really wrap my head around. That took years of processing. Not that that's not also something you should do, but that's I think where where this album gets its power is that this is so fresh, this is so raw for him mm-hmm. that that comes through. You know, you're mm-hmm. like, whoa! Like this is a little scary because this is coming from a very real, and it's it's not just a distant memory. This is within days of prison release. True. I think what was the was it this one or the different one that was two days after? This was the one that was two days yeah, I after. Say, I think I think it's this one. Yeah. <clears throat> All eyes on me, baby. Last three tracks. You ready? Yeah. Run the streets. So this is yeah this is the one that I said felt like a biggie track mm. right off the bat. It sounded like a biggie track, mm. which was yeah it sounded like yeah all. Um, Oh boy, I don't know the name of it. I'm gonna embarrass myself, so I'll wait till we can talk anyway. about it later. But yeah, it's a good, it's a good bopping track. It's Another a, big, big hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's about all the women involved with thugs and being asked to give them space, then go run around, right, and then just be there for them when they get back. You know. Yeah, not uh, again. Doesn't maybe don't wear the best of the tracks, but 
Yeah. Charisma goes goes a long way. It's a good one though. It is a good track. Do you have much else to add about the, about this one? I just I it's it's another one just like um um uh picture me rolling. That's one of these kind of like hooks and and beats that if you start if you start thinking about it it will just keep repeating so right. I, i've always enjoyed that a certain kind of elliptical quality where if you if you craft that right it, it's like it's a well it's a seamless loop right you mm-hmm. never really can, you never really escape that right. vocal hook of just playing over and over and over so exactly. it's, a, it's a it's a fun track ain't hard to find <clears throat> so the first part of verse one stuck out to me because it seemed oddly close to what actually happened with his passing in terms yeah. of the the there was that conspiracy or, or at least what i remember to be a conspiracy about oh, yeah. his death and being like did he actually die right because there was Long so much material lingering. right there was so much material released after the fact so there was that oh gosh where are the lyrics i didn't write anything down but it just really felt like it was where was the line I heard a rumor I died, murdered in cold blood, dramatized, oh, pictures right. of me in my final stage, you know, mama cried, but that was fiction. Some coward got the story twisted, like I no longer existed, mysteriously missing. And so that to, that to me just really stuck out as like... Yeah, that that must be a root one for, because, I mean, man, the conspiracy theories went and, for and people years. Love, love conspiracy theories, but sure. that one did, that one, I think it was easy for people to feel like sure. it was not... Because who wants to believe it? Who wants to believe Tupac is cut down in his prime? Right. 25 years old. Yeah. Bizarre. Awful. It's a good track. Final track. Final track. Final track. Heaven ain't too hard to find. Ain't hard to find. Sorry. Heaven yeah. ain't hard to find. This was apparently a track meant for Lisa Left Eye Lopez of TLC. Huh. Yeah. Didn't know that. She was, she was uh, involved with it. If you recall, you remember the whole thing about her like burning down her ex's house right. and stuff like that. He was just an abusive guy. And so uh, apparently she and Tupac had a relationship going. It was never anything huh. super serious, but they had built something. And this was kind of his like song to her to be like, mm. you know, I'm the one. Cool. Like, and and if you if you want a break or like if you want someone, <laughs> some someone decent, I'm here. Um, and also, uh, Tupac, sir, the line, <laughs> picture me naked. Tupac says, this, "Picture me naked and glistening beneath the moonlight mist." <laughs> Tupac, sir. No one, no one on earth before or since has ever been able to pull that line off. Let's let's be let's be and, clear. And I I think like anyone who is like hard as hell listening to this album probably just skirted right over that like a speed bump was like that's fine no they, they're picturing it too they're like yeah <laughs> yo that that tight that tight tupac body muscles for days yeah he, he, he was hot as hell it's true he was extremely attractive he was extremely attractive do you have anything this for for this final track we must we have to just contain ourselves thinking about glistening tupac we're gonna have to take that one with our thug passion which i'm out of now i'm out of thug passion <sighs> well, i drink my full thug that passion. is that is the end of end of all eyes on me when you're out of thug passion that's when the party's over billy eilish is coming in swatting my drink out of my hand singing when the Stop party's it. over Stop. get out of here billy eilish we're never covering you on the show <laughs> the thought came to mind earlier does travis scott's astroworld belong on this list I could see that. I yeah, could see that. I, I, th- I, think I, I think we could we can throw some more recent 
you know, albums. I would love we to bump, start to like Dolly Parton off the list. Solly Dari. Solly Dari. Solly Dari. Sorry, Dolly. Thug Passion. She's incredible. Let's be honest, but we don't know if maybe that's quite our our milieu for this for this Correct. set of albums. So, takeaway word for these two albums. Mm. I think mine would be monumental. It, it's just yeah. They're, they're, I mean, well, no, I don't even think that's it. I don't even think that's it. I don't think that's it. I think it's fresh. All right, fresh, uh, fresh in every sense of the right. word. Fresh in terms of it's it's amazing. Fresh in the sense that he literally was just released from prison and it was all thrown down so quickly. Yeah, fresh in that these. I mean, it just seemed like he could have come up with anything on the spot and he was just good at it. And yeah, and and, and 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 exactly the number of number of tracks that were released posthumously points to that as well. Right, it just it just was a hugely productive time in his life. And with the exception of a few lyrics that are probably, I mean, just just not able to stand 25 years of time i think it still holds up you Absolutely. know it's still a great album to listen to i was i was like i'm not really gonna love listening to this driving around and i was like no you will <laughs> no you and will you're not gonna skip anything it really it's is that good. strong it yeah. really is that strong yeah. exactly they don't even though there are some tracks that are longer it doesn't right. it doesn't uh linger in any one spot which right. is amazing um yeah i would say uh vital right there's just this Ooh, tremendous vitality both vital in the sense of you need this album but also vital in terms of there's just this breath of life right this mm -hmm. sense of like he had he had so much to put out there so much to prove so much to talk about you know good and bad mm -hmm. um he just was a, a just a, a colossal figure and right spending serious time with this album instead of just the sort of background radiation exposure that I got through high school and, well, prank, frankly, probably college. Um, just not only connects with that time, but also, again, connects with with just what a tragedy it actually was right. to, 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 lose, to lose him as an artist. Because that's, 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 I think, frankly, a completely different industry landscape in hip-hop and in rap if if like there's the timeline where tupac's alive and the timeline we're in the bad timeline obviously with the pandemic pandemic doesn't happen with tupac's alive Let, let's just put it out there it's yeah. facts true that's true <laughs> so the the, whole, the flip to this was going to be notorious big's um what did i say uh ready to die no. we we are going to give ourselves one palate cleanser so that we are so right. it's not I, just a wall to wall because we need to we need to give 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 biggie his his own due right correct. we don't want to just gloss over it because we're tired or we've we've been listening to too much rap for a while right so we are going to in, instead give ourselves i just want to try and see how many tracks are on ready to die because if it's another double album well boy <laughs> they just they uh, love so, i mean there's 17 tracks okay hour and 10 minutes Okay, it's a bigger, bigger but not the worst. If I'm if I'm seeing this correctly, wait, nope, nope. Yeah, okay. Whatever the case is, we're gonna do something different next week. We are going to do, um, Credence Clearwater Revival's Green River. Green River, a, a tight talk, thirty minute. You want you want to talk about crazy album. crazy output? They put out three albums in 1969. Three albums in a single year. Y'all chill out. Yeah, exactly. Hey, they had that Tupac energy, man. 
the first and last the (laughs) first and last time anyone has compared john fogarty to having tupac energy the Uh. only time and let it never happen again so so that is tupac's all eyes on me credence clearwater revival next week and then we're moving on to notorious big after that so we've got our our yeah we've got got a slate yeah we've got a lot coming in the next few weeks so thank you guys so much for listening um yeah, feel free to give us a rating and review and, and follow us on Twitter. Uh, no Skips Podcast. We are not the other one with Jinx and Shay. Everyone tweets at me. We are not that podcast. Best of I luck. Pre- I Enjoy. appreciate the tweets, but it ain't, hope- it ain't them. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope their Tupac episode is excellent and very well researched. True. And that they did not have two thug passions. You they, should, they should have at least <laughs> two to three thug passions. That's our <laughs> only advice to Jinx and Shay drink more thug passions absolutely absolutely thank you guys so much we'll be back next week green river credence clearwater revival ccr baby bye bye